Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Okay, I'm going to ask each of you. I'm going to go around. I'm going to ask each of you for just a word. First word that comes to your mind. Kim. Cat. Megan. Lasagna. Jake. Orange. Tass. Dice. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have anything for the intro this week, and I thought that maybe I could get a topic, but everyone else started to tell me the story of Garfield. Yeah, (laughs) Tass wasn't on board. (laughs) But what's your favorite Garfield story, everybody? You said, what's the first word that comes to your mind? And I knew I had to pick one. And I thought lasagna. And then Kim said cat. And I was like, oh, no. Well, I have to stick with it. Oh, I changed mine to follow. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Mine was a color. It was going to be purple. But you had to go with orange. I had to go. Yeah, I had to follow the It line. turned into a one word story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, to answer your question, my favorite Garfield story, of course, uh, was published in the volume. No, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I did used to like have Garfield books of oh, comics yeah, and me read too. them. Calvin and Hobbes and Foxtrot and Garfield. Oh, I definitely did. Calvin and Hobbes and uh, Farside were mm. ones that I had. Oh, yeah. I had Farside um, books. My favorite is Garfield minus Garfield, which was yes. a webcomic <laughs> oh, where it took uh, strips of Garfield comics and removed the character of Garfield. So it just looked like John Arbuckle was talking to himself. <laughs> it was extraordinarily bleak. What's the one where they turned Garfield into a Lovecraftian horror? I don't know if there's like a specific name. There's a subreddit called I'm Sorry, John. <laughs> and it is just yeah, yeah Garfield yeah. like... <laughs> Junji Ito style <laughs> body horror. I like the one, I think it was a tweet where it was like, <laughs> the doctor's like, you have to stop feeding your cat lasagna. And it's like, he hates Mondays. And it's like, he's going to die, John. <laughs> you have to stop this. <laughs> this might be the most bizarre <laughs> intro. <laughs> That we've ever done. I can't remember the I, last time we had nothing to say in the beginning. We're keeping this, right? Like, I, this is. I have to. It, okay, I don't This is all I've got. We've nothing else to talk about. Rev, were you with us way back? I don't remember what portion of college this was that we all went to a party. Um, there were a bunch of random people that we didn't know. And so then we started doing like improv games and stuff with people just to entertain at this party. I the, don't think so. Oh, man. Is just the one word stories aspect is what appeals to me here because there's this this one young lady that was hanging out with us all night and she was hilarious. She was really funny. Um, and none of us knew her before this. And so she wanted to jump up w- with us to play a game. And we're like, let's just do like one word stories and see how wild it gets. And so we're like, okay. We'd go around to tell these stories and she would chime in with stuff like, like the story would go, one time we miracles. We're like, okay, let's try that again. There was once destiny. (laughs) We're just like, you are a gem 
and we need you to play every game with us for the rest of your life. It was amazing. Keep an eye out in the next, we'll say, 10 episodes. I'm going to find a place to just insert myself yelling <laughs> destiny. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here other than to remind you all that Indiana, where the show takes place, is the birthplace of Garfield. Oh, really? Yeah, Muncie, Indiana. I didn't know that. Oh, this is a wonderful segue. We were almost out. No! <laughs> I'm sorry. Let Garfield, us be done. Garfield was born here, and it was Rev's birthday, and so I made a cake, and I brought a cake here. And so let's go eat that. Okay, let's go eat cake. Yes. The bridge is out, Wallace. Out in what way? Like a up, like a ramp, or like it's just gone and I'm just going to plummet? Like gone and plummet, dude. Uh, I can I can help you get across, but I need you to trust me, all right? You're wasting your time. I've lived a long life and I've trusted a lot of people with a lot more important shit. Just do whatever you're going to do and I'm going to keep driving. As soon as it gets right to the edge, I want to try to use telekinesis to get the vehicle over the gap. All right, we're heading for the Walden Preserve. Walden Preserve? Not not the lighthouse? I don't know what lighthouse you're talking about, but they're heading for the Walden Nature Preserve. Okay, we'll meet you there. All right. As Everett tears past Wallace, uh, he lowers Mother Hen to the ground to get you a little closer to where you all believe the droggers are. Megan, roll tune in. Seven. All right, you get a hold one. What is it planning to do right now? As you all tear by in the helicopter and Megan reaches out, she connects briefly with the mind of the Draugr that has Aiden hidden inside of its chest cavity. You get this feeling of excitement from the Draugr. It has spent many years with nothing to do. It's excited to have a task again because it has been many years since Nash has sent the three of them out to capture someone and break their will. The group of you inside of Mother Hen have just torn past Wallace as you are headed towards the Walden Preserve in Salem. Everett turns the copter as Megan gets a reed on the creature below ground and lands it next to the road and drops the back exit. Uh, I think I kind of pull back and I just dig the heels of my hands into my eyes and shake my head. Oh, yeah, I definitely could read its mind. What did you see? Not good. It's It's got Aiden and it's it's excited. It thinks that Nash hasn't used them for a long time. He, he hasn't brought them in for a job and it's really excited to get to break someone's will. Oh, no. Uh, okay, uh, hold on, hold on. And I think I kind of hold on to something and, and steady myself. And if I could reach out to connect with this creature, can I use my telepathy to try and reach Aiden? Yeah, why don't you give me a luck roll? Eight. So as you try to reach out telepathically to Aiden, there is a strange bit of interference. And your first thought is that it might be the magical means in which these creatures are traveling. You can either read from his mind or put thoughts into his mind, but you can't get it to work both ways currently. Oh, okay. I I, I think I can feel Aiden's mind, but I can't talk to him and have him talk to me. So I can tell him something or I can try and see what he's thinking right now. Do I tell him that we're, we're coming? I mean, we got about 45 seconds before they're on us. So I'd tell him we're here and we're going to try to fight for him and run if he gets a chance. I don't know. Oh, okay. And I'd stabilize myself uh, a little bit more and put the thought out into Aiden's mind. And I tell him, Aiden, Aiden Margaret, Margaret, and Everett, Everett and Wallace, Wallace. And other other friends friends are coming to save you. you. If you can can get get away, away, run, run, and we'll we'll get get to you. you. Hold Hold on. on. Don't Don't let them break break you. you. 
All right, you push this thought out into the space where you know Aiden's mind is. Uh, what's everyone else doing? Okay, so like rushing out of this chopper, I know that we're just a little bit ahead of Wallace and that these things are supposed to be a little bit ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Is there any way for me to gauge sort of where they are exactly as he comes up or something? Like if we're waiting to see Wallace in the distance or... Yeah, why don't you read a bad situation as you try to do all of the mental gymnastics here of what exactly is going on? Okay. Ten. All right, you get a hold three. Uh, So in this situation, what's most vulnerable to me? You look out and Wallace is pretty accurately making small shifts as he drives like he's staying right behind one of them. Um, So you know that there are three of them traveling. You've got this iron spear. You think if you could force it down deep enough into the earth, you might be able to kind of cut one as it goes by, and that would certainly draw its attention. Okay, then hell, I want to try to time this as he's coming up to try to do like a sidestep and drive this spear down and, you know, also not maybe get run over. (laughs) Yeah, act under pressure. Okay. So as he's getting ready to do this, I think I have seen this happen in a vision and I am standing next to Tass and cueing the exact moment to go. I'm going to spend one of my hold and give you this roll with advantage. Okay. So Tass, roll 3d6. Take the two highest. For the first time ever, I didn't have multiple dice ready. Sorry, you lose this chance. Oh, no. Okay. Here we go. That's a 10. Thank you for that. (laughs) Nice. Oh, thank goodness. All right, you are able to jam your spear down into the ground when Kim gives you the cue, and something impacts it isn't the right word, but you feel something against the blade and then, like, a pulling sensation, and the earth rumbles. Wallace, what are you doing in this moment? I think I see the crew setting up like they've got an idea. So my plan is to go around them and continue on this path And see if my little radar shuts down. And if it does, I'll whip around and come back. But if it doesn't, I'm staying on their trail. Okay. So Wallace veers around Tass and Mother Hen, giving them a wide berth. And it continues to go off, this sensor you've set up to sense where this magnetism is going. But as the Earth starts to rumble, this blue Draugr rises up out of the Earth right behind where you have just speared down on the ground, Tass. And as it comes out, it lets out a roar, and you can see that there is this green, viscous fluid coming down its shoulder where it has been cut. As it roars, rats fall out of its mouth and start scurrying around. Tass and Kim both said they were coming outside. Where are Megan and Jake at? Uh, Yeah, I think I follow behind, and I'm just gauging the situation. So you're outside as well? Yes. Uh, I am standing on the ramp out of Mother Hen. I'm kind of trying to wait to see if... I'm going to have to rush in or if like I'm going to have to draw back and deliver news to Everett or something. So I'm hovering. All right. So Kim and Megan and Tass, I'm going to ask you to roll a new move. Stench of decay. The smell of rotting flesh and mold wash over you when you breathe too deeply of the air around a drogger. Roll plus tough. (laughs) Yikes. Can't wait for this. Snake eyes. That's a two. Six. Five. Oh, great. Oh, no. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I don't even have to go through the success or mixed success <laughs> options here. I take in a clean, deep breath within the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> Fresh mountain air. So as this blue drogger roars and these bilge rats pour out of its mouth and start scampering around you, you notice that there is 
a bit of a fog that is coming off of them that follows it, and you breathe this air in as you turn to face the Draugr, and you all begin to retch. And you can't stop retching. You can feel that it's in you as long as you are within this cloud. All that is terrible, but good news, I've leveled up. <laughs> oh, what are you going to take? Uh, some Pepto-Bismol. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to take up a, a plus one of my weird. I think losing my powers over the last few weeks and coming back to them, I've really jumped into being able to use them full force again, but I think it's it's also been a little overwhelming getting back into the swing of things. So uh, I, I think going with being so thankful to have these again bumps my weird up a little bit. Okay. Does that put you at a plus three? Yes. Nice. So Jake, from the was it, back porch, from the back porch of Mother Hen. Oh, looking like Draga stink out there. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell because my knee's acting up. <laughs> and my friends are puking everywhere. <laughs> so Jake, from the uh, back hatch of Mother Hen, you see this blue Draugr roar and bilge rats pour out of its mouth and start scurrying around your three teammates and they all just start to retch uncontrollably. I'm going to try to blast this thing with uh do i think the gas would burn do i think i could burn the gas away based off of of what gases that burn (laughs) (laughs) you know for for 400 (laughs) (laughs) based off of nothing i don't expect to know but i'm gonna find out okay so i'm gonna launch a fire blast at this thing all right roll kick some ass that is an eight so that is four harm Magic, close, obvious, loud, fire, and because I didn't get a 10+, plus, the fire will spread. All right, you launch this fireball at the Draugr. It hits it straight in the chest, and you can see the flames start to spill over its body and all over the grass near this wildlife preserve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, no, run, wildlife! We're going to make the news. And the Draugr turns in the direction of mother hen it pulls back its head and opens its mouth and vomits a shower of rats at you there's no better way i can't think about how else to explain it yeah no i got it yeah (laughs) you take two points of damage as these rats hit you and start climbing over you and biting at you Uh, this is not armor defeating okay then i will subtract one from that because i have enchanted clothing but you do notice that the rats that it vomited at you don't have that stink cloud coming off of them. Tass and Megan and Kim, what are you all up to? Let me rephrase that. What do you want to be doing? (laughs) I know what you're up to. I would like to use a hold, please. All right. What's my best way out? (laughs) Yes. The best way out would probably be to get Everett to turn on the propellers and blow this stink cloud. Okay, then I am trying like hell to make my way back up and into... Into the chopper. Okay. Yeah, I really think that this convulsive retching, it doesn't like require a roll to do something. It's just you really can't do anything else. Right. Um, so, yeah, you are able to start staggering towards Mother Hen. Uh, what about everyone else? I'm trying to get away from this stink cloud so that I can think enough to do anything else. Yeah, same. Jake, as you are dealing with the rats that have been thrown at you, you see Tass starting to stagger towards you, uh, and you see Kim and Megan coming out kind of on the far end of this stink cloud. What are you up to? So I want to back up a little bit and get a running start, and I want to use my magic to do like a super jump to to clear this puke gas before it affects me so that I can just fly right at this thing and, and go for a swing. Okay. Uh, roll use magic. Okay. Uh, while I see Jake kind of getting ready to do this move, can I try to 
jinx this thing? Yeah. Uh, why don't you roll jinx and Jake roll use magic? Nine. Eight. All right, Megan, you get a hold one. And Jake, what is your effect and what is your glitch? My effect is to do one thing that is beyond human limitations. My glitch is that the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention. All right, so you get launched into the air towards this creature. Roll kick some ass. Eleven. All right, what's your extra effect? I'm going to suffer less harm because I don't know what exactly it can do to me yet. You leap into the air and fly past this creature through the stink cloud that it has released with this swarm of rats. And you strike out at it and you see more of this green viscous fluid appear in the cut and it lets out a roar and swings at you as you go by. Uh, you take two points of damage, not armor defeating, as it swats at you as you go past, but you do tumble onto the ground over by where Kim has escaped from the fog cloud. And it turns in your direction, and you see it start to swell and grow larger as it roars. It gets about 15 feet high. Whoa! And it lets out another of these deafening roars. In the grass, in the fog... You notice the fire starting to spread further towards the copse of trees around Mother Hen and whatnot. Kim, Tass, you have made it into Mother Hen. I am just staggering as fast as I can to the cockpit, trying to not vomit all over Mother Hen. Everett, Everett, fire up the blades, there's a fog. Fire up the blades, quick, quick, quick. Yeah, I can do that, but it's going to cause that fire to spread even more. Uh, we got to deal with this thing. You all right? And he turns the blades on. And pretty quickly, the fog clears out, but you notice that the fire has spread very far. Kim, outside, Jake has just been thrown to the ground. Well, not thrown. He jumped and then was aided, given a pat on the back. It's a really <laughs> generous way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Jake has just rolled to the ground near you, and Mother Hen's blades have started spinning around, clearing the fog. You notice that the fire is starting to spread even further, uh, but this... Noxious cloud is gone. Gosh, I mean, we can only see one of these things. So I think when I have a moment to catch my breath a bit, I just want to survey this scene and see if I can see the other two Draugr or anything that might be useful. Yeah, you don't see the other two, but you do see that Wallace has continued driving past the group, um, and it seems like he is still swerving around like he is following them, uh, but you can see that he has gone further into the wildlife preserve and actually busted through a gate, and there is a park ranger standing outside like looking at the broken pieces of gate. Well, now that the air is cleared and I have had a second to think, I would love to take a look at the scene and see how we can best take down this dragger. Yeah, why don't you roll Read a Bad Situation? I think that things have changed enough from Tass's initial roll uh, that a new one is justified. Twelve. All right, you get a hold three. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? It's a very minor one, but you can see that the park ranger has noticed what is going on and has seen this enormous, strange creature get even larger and has gone back into his little cabin and has come back out with a rifle and is trying to sight up this creature and walk towards it. Oh dear. What's most vulnerable to me? You notice that as this Draugr gets larger, it seems to become almost thicker. That the muscles and the bone and everything get a little more dense. It does have some soft areas like its mouth and the eye sockets that are the most vulnerable spots. All right. Uh, what's the best way to protect the victims? Uh, who are you considering the victims? 
us. The victims are us, I think. Okay. It's very minor, but you've noticed that as Jake threw this fireball at it and then hit it with a spear, that it kept turning back to him, and it was doing that because it's trying to just continue on its way. So you could try to use the fact that it seems to be drawn somewhere else to get a distance from it or use that distance against it. But the best way to protect the victims would be to tell everyone to stand down and it seems like this thing would continue on its way. The eye sockets in the mouth seem to be its weak points, but it also seems to be drawn to where it's going to go. Megan. Oh, I'm going to try to use telekinesis again. All right, roll it. Nine. All right, you get a hold one and mark two points of harm. Uh, I would like to use that point of jinx that I had from earlier, that hold, uh, to recharge my necklace. Okay. Okay, so once that takes one of the points, then I have one point of harm there. Uh, I'm going with, you can fling something bigger than a person, and I just want to kind of focus in on this thing's head and just bring it to the ground. Okay. You slam it down onto the ground, and from off in the distance, you hear the sound of a rifle fire. Jake? Uh, I'm going to just hold that spear by the by the very end and kind of swing it overhead like an axe, like an executioner. I'm going to take another swing at this thing's neck and see if I can't get the job done. So you're kind of dancing into the fire to to swing at its neck with this spear. Yeah. Roll kick some ass. Five. You swing the spear down where this thing's neck is, and it moves far faster than it should be able to, and this enormous fist punches you in the side and you take four points of harm from this enormous fist. Whoa. Again, you hear the gunfire getting closer, and the Draugr stands up and looks in the direction that the sound is coming from, and it is coming from this ranger who is firing at it, and it starts to move in his direction. Tass. I come sprinting out of Mother Hen, and I just want to see what has happened by now if the clearing of the smoke worked yeah so the smoke has been cleared away the propeller blades on mother hen are spinning very fast uh, not enough to lift it off uh, but you do notice that it is fanning the flames in the flames you can see jake on the ground in the middle of this blaze kim and megan are on opposite sides of this fire watching as the Draugr has just stood up and is starting to move very quickly towards this new person that you have not seen, a man in a green uniform uh, with a very nice hat and a rifle, uh, and he is firing at the Draugr, and the Draugr seems to be moving towards him very quickly. Is the Draugr walking through some fire at all, or does it have to? Yes, it is getting towards the outskirts of the fire, because the person approaching with the rifle is not in the fire, uh, but it is moving towards the edge of it. Okay, then I want to haul ass as fast as I can to try to get behind this thing and jam the spear through its giant thigh and try to pin it in place while it's walking through some fire. All right, so first give me an act under pressure to get through this fire unscathed because there's a lot of it and you're running through it to get to the creature. Super fair. You step over Jake as you go. Snake eyes. And trip on him and fall into the fire. Oh my god. <laughs> that was kind of a joke, but I think just that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you like go sprinting after and you know that Jake is here and Jake reaches out thinking that you're like going to help him up and he just <laughs> clips your ankle. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> I didn't fail that role. 
I failed my own role and I've paid my consequence. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to be that person in the zombie apocalypse who gets someone else bitten because I don't want to be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you go sprinting past Jake and it's it's so hard to see, uh, but you realize that some of these moving fires are burning rats and you trip over one and, and fall to the ground. Uh, you take one point of fire damage, armor defeating, uh, from this magical fire that is spreading. Excellent. Um, I think, I bet I don't get this much, but maybe it's because it's fire or something, but I am immortal, so I take one less harm oh, when I suffer right. harm. Okay. Kim and Megan, you both see the Draugr bearing down on this man with the rifle. What are you two doing? How far away is the Draugr from the man with the rifle? About 15 feet now. That's close. I would like to unwrap my silver sensor from around my waist and see if I can loop it around one of the Draugr's legs and trip it. Yeah, give me an act under pressure to try and wrap the sensor around this creature's leg and get it to trip. Seven. So you can trip this creature, but when it falls, it's going to land on the man in the green uniform with the rifle. Or it's going to take the sensor with it as it falls. Like, it's going to pull it from your hand. Or you're going to attract some unwanted attention. I think I'm going to attract unwanted attention. So you're able to wrap the sensor around the Draugr's leg. It falls to the ground, just barely missing this man with the rifle who continues to try to pump bullets into it. In the distance, you hear the sound of metal rending apart. Megan. Uh, so this Draugr that we've been fighting, what is it doing right now? Right now it is just collapsed to the ground with the sensor wrapped around one of its legs. For the moment has forgotten about this man who is pumping bullets into it. This guy, can we get him on the team? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I think I am looking around and I see all of the fire everywhere and the guys being down and Kim using her sensor to knock this thing down and this ranger who's so close to it. And I think I just kind of become overwhelmed with wanting to help and I want to attack this thing with my powers. All right, roll big whammy. Uh, that's a 10 on kick some ass with the three from my weird instead of tough, thankfully. All right, what's your extra effect? I think I'm going to do an extra harm. This blast of force ripples out of you and slams into it, rocking it to the side. It gets up on one elbow and opens its mouth and this torrent of rats flies at you. Uh, you take two points of damage, not armor defeating, as these rats crawl around on you trying to bite you. I want to look over and just see the list of words for like how to describe the rat attack that you're just like checking words off of. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like the rats and you're kind of like running up and down a page and then you look satisfied and you check mark something and you say cascade over you. <laughs> I never imagined like so many rat vomits that I would have to describe. <laughs> I really think is the issue here. <laughs> Jake inside of these flames uh tass has just gone down near you uh, and you do not any longer see the head of the draugr that you're fighting you can see that it is slumped down inside of the fire but coming up from behind the ranger shack where wallace's car vanished to is the white draugr but it is also 15 feet high and it is just slowly moving towards all of you and the fire i want to roll out of the fire um what direction <laughs> is it? Oh boy. <laughs> it has been spread very far. 
probably towards the middle would be your best bet that it's maybe burning out there. Cool. Then, yeah, I'm going to maybe literally roll, like stop, drop, and roll my way towards the middle. And I want to look around for wherever Tass went down from there. Yeah, he is not far from you, uh, maybe 10, 15 feet ahead of you. Are you okay? Embarrassed, but fine. I think this might be a losing battle. And there's another one coming. I feel like, I mean, they kept going. Wallace followed him. I feel like maybe we just pull back and go try and find where they actually took Aiden. If that thing gets hands on me one more time, I'm not walking away. Oh, shit. I'm torn listening to that. I think I'm trying to roll to my feet and look ahead at the group and then looking back at Jake. Get everybody back in the chopper. Okay. I'll just shout as loud as I can to Kim and Megan. I don't know if we're putting a dent in this thing, but another one's coming. I don't know if you guys are feeling particularly great about this fight, but I think we should pull back. I want to use telepathy to reach out to this ranger. We're not going to be able able to fight fight them. them. Come Come with us. us. We got to get get in the helicopter. helicopter. There's another one coming. You see his head look around kind of wild-eyed. Who who is that? I wave my arms this way. Come on. Is that you waving? Oh my God. God. Yes. Yes. Go. Go. Run. And he starts running towards you. Kim, get your sensor. Let's go. Yeah. With a uh, like twist of my arm, I want to pull the sensor off of this Draugr's leg and head towards Mother Hen. As Kim and Megan and the park ranger start to move away from the blue-skinned Draugr, it stands and takes another glance back at the group of you, sees that you're not advancing, and turns and starts to walk towards the nature preserve. Uh, what are you all doing? I'm limping back to Mother Hen. I'm just getting between all of them retreating and these things just in case they change their mind. Uh, yeah, I'm okay, but not in the best of shape, and so I'm making my way on to Mother Hen as well. Uh, I want to uh, talk to the ranger as we're getting onto the helicopter. The man in the Range Rover, uh, what happened to him? Is he okay? Oh, I'm not sure. I saw him speed by, broke through the fence. Okay. I heard a lot of noises coming from that way, but then I saw whatever the hell that thing is. Bullets sure don't seem to be affecting him. Have you called anyone about the fire? Uh, yeah, yeah, I put in a call right before I came out. Oh, good, okay. Who the hell are you folks? I think I'm just now kind of backing up towards the chopper. We're the people that fight weird shit like that. Nice. What's your name? Dave Garmajan. Yes! Oh, <laughs> yes! Oh, so good! Oh. When we did the bake sale back in January, we had a drawing to have a coin NPC named after you, and Dave was the winner of that drawing. Hence the excitement. Ranger Dave. Ranger Ranger Dave. Ranger Garmajan. Well, Ranger Dave, I I like your metal, man. You really just kind of stood there and tried to light that thing up, and that's pretty badass. Yeah, I'd never seen anything quite so large before. I expected just a few shots from that would at least slow it down. It just seemed to make it mad. Yeah, some of these things, you got to hit them with just the right thing before it's going to slow them at all. Was it a trick of the fire? Did that thing get bigger? Oh, it sure did. Tess, could I trouble you for a, a, a hand here? Oh, shit, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to grab my med kit. And I think that as Tass breaks out his med kit and moves over to Jake, Everett closes the back hatch and starts to lift Mother Hen up so that the wind from the propellers is no longer spreading the flames. And as we watch Mother Hen lift off into the air, we hear the encroaching sirens of the fire department as the blue and white Draugr move towards the center of the Walden Preserve.
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dum Dums and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America, and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dum Dums and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.